You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. All of the things that they have to overcome, I mean, think about just the division alone. I mean, with New England, which is the arch nemesis, which nobody's ever paying attention to, they always have a chance as long as they got Bill Belichick. And then you have the Miami Dolphins, who I think actually is going to win the division. Um, I saw something the other day where they were actually picked third to win the division behind the Jets and Buffalo. And then, of course, everybody has Buffalo as a favorite, which I don't have Buffalo as a favorite because of one, Von Miller's coming off an injury. He, he, he's a, the, the backbone of that defense over there and is always great. And I, I just think the Dolphins have loaded up and they're ready to surprise some people. That's former Jet wideout Lavernius Coles on the 33rd Team Jets podcast. It's Hardest Thing in Damer on ESPN New York tonight. And Gordon, he's not the only person. Willie Colon has talked about how good this Miami Dolphins team is, and he expects that they're going to make a run at the division. Uh, I understand you, and I get it. Believe me. As a fan, I get it. I understand. But, Gordon, if you stepped outside of your fandom and you look at this team, the only question on the – I know it's funny. The only question on this team is your quarterback because only the most posi- only most important position in sports. But nevertheless, I mean, he was on he was having a really good year before he got hurt, Gordon. I mean, he he was he was on he was on he was on track to have an outstanding season. For all these people that tell me that the Dolphins are going to have this great year, I would just ask them one question. Do you expect that Tua Tagovailoa will play in all the games that the Dolphins play this year? So if it's 17 games, if it's 20 games, however however long their season goes, do you expect him to play in every game this year and not get hurt in any of them and miss time? Because if he misses time with another injury, well, look, it depends on what the injury is, but good chance that it might be another concussion. He's had a couple of those already, but he's had a slew of it. Like, when was the last time Tua Tungavailoa ever played a full season, no matter what the level? Was it yeah. college? Was yeah. it high school? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah. So he's due. Yes, he's due. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> he's those, yes. you know, but and you, what's the line? Those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. I have lived are. the history, you know, all you these have. people that are just coming in here and then, oh, well, look, this is great. It's almost like you live in a house and you know all the flaws of the house mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to people who might come in and say, oh, this is fantastic. I love it. It's great. Oh, yeah, it's great. All right. <laughs> roof is leaking the kitchen the, the toilet's overflowing i i have seen the horrors i have lived yes. i have the scars to prove it so look larry you know me i would always rather be wrong and happy yes it's, let it's, me be absolutely. wrong i want to be wrong for one time one time in my life with this stupid organization that i picked because of dan marino in 1983 I want to be wrong so bad. Problem is, I never am. <laughs> and I, look, do I think they're going to be a terrible team? No, no. I don't think they're going to be no. a terrible team. What they will, it will be the worst case scenario. They'll be pretty good. They'll win some games. They'll get me excited. But then down the stretch of the season, a little thing will happen here. A little thing will happen there. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tua gets hurt again, and they miss yeah. the playoffs, and, and away you go. I, it's uh, been, they have not won a playoff game. Since 2000. Uh, is this a 10-win team? Well, well, I mean, based on the talent that they have, they should be. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a – like, people look last year at the Dolphins and they say, well, they were really good until Tua got hurt. Tua came back. Mm-hmm. And there was that game against the Chargers 
where the Chargers kind of yeah. gave the rest of the league the blueprint on how to play the Dolphins. Jam mm-hmm. the receivers at the line, rush the passer because Tua is not going to – he's not that mobile. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he doesn't have great arm strength. He's not going to be able to beat you with the deep throw mm-hmm. because he's not going to have the time because their offensive line is not all that great. Right. And from that point forward, he was not the same guy that he was at the beginning of the season with that Ravens game or the Bills game, you know, a bunch of those games early on where he's throwing the ball all over the yard. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he completed eight or nine passes in that Chargers game, and it's interesting that they opened the season against the Chargers. So yes, they two do. teams in the AFC with a lot to prove this year, and the Dolphins and the Chargers are always going to be tied together based on the decision the Dolphins made to, to pick Tua Tungabailoa as opposed to Justin Herbert. Which I understand, if you're a Dolphins fan, you're still scratching your head as to why they would do that. Because you're looking at, I mean, and once again, uh, what is Herbert, 6'4", 6'5", 6'6"? To me, he is, like, if I squint my eyes, it's almost like the scout that sees the, the great player. He, mm-hmm. To me, he's Dan Marino. The yeah, great yeah. arm, yep. the unbelievable arm talent. Now, he's got yep. a little bit more better wheels than Marino, but it seems mm-hmm. like everybody had better wheels than Marino. <laughs> but in terms of throwing the football, that guy can throw the football as well as anybody. And you would think that an organization that not only had Dan Marino at a time, but still has – he's still part of the organization now. Yeah. Yeah. But that would have been the guy that you would have uh, certainly drafted, but was no such luck. No such luck. What what a shock. No such yeah. luck. And that's why you, for folks to listen, that's why you have the feeling about your team the way you do because yes. of moves like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, well, look, they are geared up this year, um, much like much like the Bills, like the conversation we have mm-hmm. with the Bills where it's going to get more and more difficult to yeah. to uh, to pay other guys. You're going to start losing some guys because of the amount of money you're paying the quarterback. Big year for Tua Tungavailoa. Now, yeah. they picked up his fifth-year option, so they know they have that because it's coming off of last year, so that makes sense. But not they haven't signed him yet long-term. Can mm-hmm. he stay healthy? Uh, this is one of those years where you got to stay healthy. Uh, by all by hook or by crook, because if you don't, you're not getting that contract, and they could be back in the same position like a lot of teams. Where it's almost to me, it's almost like a Rams situation where they could get to a certain level with Goff, but mm-hmm. they realized to get to a deeper level, to get to a Super Bowl level, they had to switch up the quarterback. Yeah, and that's why they went out and made the move that they did. I could see the same type of thing, but the Dolphins are in the same situation. I think they're like 30 million over the cap for next year. Mm-hmm. So they've pushed all the chips into the center of the table on this group. Yeah. We'll see if, uh, if that, that, that manifests. I mean, they made the playoffs last year, had a, a, a decent chance despite not having their starting quarterback in the playoff game against the Bills. Mm-hmm. But I think that we saw, as things played out, that was more about the Bills last year than it was maybe about the Dolphins. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I, listen, Hill and Waddle, I'll take my chances. I will take my chances. They got a lot of speed, guys. no question. They could be explosive. They could score chances. with anybody. And now bringing in Vic Fangio to run the defense, that was an issue last year, so maybe that will be better. But um, um, I will believe it when I see it, Larry. Understood. Understood. I got it. I really do. I really do. We'll continue the conversation here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. too hot listen it's, it's amazing there, there could be 12 inches of snow on the ground <laughs> schools would still be open oh i mean you used to listen to the radio just hoping that the school was going to be canceled but you had no guarantee just no because guarantees. it felt it could be six inches on the ground you weren't you weren't positive you were hopeful no. hopeful if the teachers could get in 
you had to get in. Absolutely. <laughs> that was the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Wow. Boy, I'm telling you, it's too hot, so the kids are going to have a half day. Isn't that something? No, the wife will have the half day. The, oh, kids, the kids are going the whole day. Oh, okay. So she'll be, she'll be home at 1 o'clock. Okay. I'm sorry. Just, I, I'll tell you one thing. You know who, I, I know one person who did not make the school calendar. Cal Ripken Jr. did not make the school calendar. <laughs> Lou Gehrig was not, was not asked anything because the amount of breaks. I think, they, I think we're into November by the time they have like a full week. I know. And then, remember, the winter break is coming. Oh, of course. <laughs> There's always a break for this thing. We're off for this day and that day. and It's weird. Look at that. You're, you scheduled school to start in August this year, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden you have to take days, <laughs> have days because it's too hot. What a, sh- what a, what a surprise, right? What a shocker. <laughs> who who what knew? Shocker. Who knew? Exactly. Who knew, Gordon Damer? Who knew? Um, let's hear from Daniel Jones, and he's going to – segue us into the next segment that I want to do. Uh, let's hear from Daniel Jones on his preparation for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, Giants fans are, are passionate, and, and um, like I said, there's a long history, there's a long tradition of these matchups in the NFC East, and Cowboys is uh, certainly certainly up there. So uh, we understand that, but you know, we, we know it's about what we do as a group and, and how we play and uh, making sure we're, we're ready to go Sunday night. All right, so, uh, you know, a lot of pressure on him, Gordon. He's got a lot to prove, right? He's got more weapons. He has to show that he has progressed in this Giants offense, second year under Dable and Kafka. And let's see what – so this is – for me, this is the perfect example. Let's see what he can do. Now, listen, I think this too – of course, you want to win the game. That's clear. But, Gordon, if they give a great effort and they somehow lose it close, I think – it's not what you want, but it's something you can build on. You know what I'm saying? It's in your building. Of course you want to win. I'm not saying that you don't want to win. But if you lose a close one with seconds left, you know, things even out, Gordon, because you won a lot of those games last year. So this might be, you know, this is going to be a challenge for you to win a game like this this year. Yeah. Uh, well, look, the, the Giants have more wiggle room playing in the NFC to make the playoffs this year than, yes. say, the Jets do in the AFC. The Jets, yep. it's much more of a must win that Monday night against the Bills. We've used that term multiple. I know I have. It's a, a must lot. win. You have to a win lot. that game. I have not used that term with the Giants because I don't think it's a must. I think the Giants can recover and still be a playoff team because it's kind of hard right now as we sit here on, what is it, September 5th? Yes. To, to, to look at the NFC and say, okay, this team I definitely think is going to – this team is definitely going to play. There's like four teams, and yeah. there's seven spots. So yeah. I don't think that it is as vital for the Giants, but for Giant fans, look, if they don't win that Sunday night game against the Cowboys, they're not going to be happy to start. It's not good. It's not good. It, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot, Gordon. It, it's a lot. And listen, it's – understand – Jet fans, Dallas is their New England. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. Dallas is their New England, so they really want this game. Well, the problem for the Giants is they kind of have two New Englands because they can't beat yeah. the Eagles either. Yeah, it's true. This is true. And, and the Eagles might be more troublesome because they look like they're set up for a long time. You know, it kind of feels like the Cowboys' window is closing. Yeah. It might be this year, and then they got, they're going to make some major decisions. Like, if they don't win the Super Bowl this year or they don't have a deep playoff run this year, could Mike McCarthy be out? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I could see that. It wouldn't shock Absolutely. me. Absolutely. No doubt about it. 
You know, the ESPN Plus Pro Football Index came out today, Gordon. I did not know that. I've never heard of it before today. But yes. I did hear on the K show that it came out today, and I did think it was very interesting. It is very interesting. Now, uh, they list the New York Football Giants. Mm-hmm. Chances to win the NFC East, 11%. Chances to make the playoffs, 36%. Mm-hmm. Projected wins, 7.9. Oof, that's not good. Uh, strength of schedule, the 10th hardest. Yes, yeah, what, are, what are they basing that on? Uh, probably last year's schedule. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, so that doesn't make any sense to base it on teams. Yeah, I mean, look, exactly. they do have to play the NFC East, and the NFC East is going to be tough. Uh, I think Washington could be a very good team, even uh, well, maybe not a very good team, but they could mm-hmm. be a good team. I don't think that they're going to be just an all, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, an also ran or whatever the term is that they use. Um, so I could see it being a tough schedule that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I don't look at the Giants' schedule. It's, it's an NFL schedule. Everybody right. thinks their team has such this tough schedule. I don't look at the Giants' schedule as being all that tough, to be quite honest. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, so once again, just to clarify, this football power index ranked every team from one to thirty-two based on how it projects the season out. Uh, so Gordon, they the uh, Giants were the nineteenth ranked team. Okay, nineteenth ranked team. Oh, that's not. Of good. course, you know who was number one. It was the Chiefs, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, that uh, makes sense. Chances to win the AFC West fifty-six percent. They, did, they ran these no they gotta they gotta go back to beta testing now because the, yeah. the, the the loss of Travis Kelsey, depending yes. on how long he's out, if he is, yes. that could change things significantly. And you know, whenever that defensive tackle comes in, mm-hmm. that could make a difference as well. That's a big one. Uh chances to make the playoffs for Kansas City, seventy seven percent. Too low. Projected wins ten point six. That seems kind of low. Second hardest strength of schedule. Kansas City, second hardest strength of schedule. Uh, how, how is that? I, I haven't seen the Kansas City Chiefs s- schedule, so let me see. Uh, All right, take a look. Let me look at their schedule. This is, While is I tell that, you about the Buffalo schedule? Bills. Yeah, I tell you about the Buffalo Bills, who are the second-ranked team, according okay. to the ESPN+. Plus. Well, that's not good for the Jets. The Bills are the second-ranked team. Okay. Uh, chances to win the AFC East, 48%. Okay. So almost a 50-50 shot. Yeah, chances to make the playoffs, 74%. Okay. Projected wins, 10.5. So wait a sec. The Chiefs were only like 10.6. Yes. So, so they put the Bills the... right there with the Chiefs. Yes. yes. Interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and they have the third hardest strength of schedule. Everybody, everybody's schedule. Oh, everybody's schedule's brutal. Who, oh, who are these teams that have cakewalks? Everybody's, oh, the schedule's brutal. The schedule's brutal. All right. Here, here's uh, Cincinnati, number three. Okay, mm-hmm. Cincinnati. 44% chance to win the AFC North. Okay, that's Cincinnati. saying something because that's a, that, I mean, you could make a compelling case for any of those teams. I Absolutely. Uh, chances to make the playoffs, 73%. Projected wins, they're tied with Kansas City at 10.6. Right? Their strength of schedule, Gordon, 16th hardest. Okay, that's a little, a little bit middle of the road. Yeah. Which is weird because they they play in probably the toughest division in, in the sport. It is. It is. That AFC North is always dangerous. It always It's crazy. It's crazy. Always has been. 
Philadelphia Eagles, number four, Gordon. Okay. Uh, FPI chances to win the NFC East, 52%. Wow. Okay. Chances to make the playoffs, 82%. Projected wins, 10.3. Strength of schedule, 12th hardest. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, number five would be your San Francisco 49ers. Okay. They're not Six mine, of, but okay. Sure. Well, you know. Yours generally. Not your, not you. The your, Royal your Wii. Third okay, person. sure. I got yeah. you. Uh, NFC West, 64%. Chances to make the playoffs, 82%. Projected wins, 10.2. And they have the 13th easiest schedule. Bad division, so I can see that there. All right. Are you ready? The number six team is your Miami Dolphins. Oh, get the hell out of here. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? Chances to win the AFC East, 25%. There's no shot. Chances to make the playoffs, 52%. Okay. All right. Where, where do I bet? Where, where, can I bet against this NPR, MPI thing, whatever it is? Where, get this thing on the phone. Get this Football thing on the horns. <laughs> get my computer hooked. Get me the app and let me sign on to it. <laughs> you know what I saw today, Larry? I was looking What's at that? the ESPN New York app. And you uh-huh. know what has a tile still on there? Cover five. It does. It does have a, a tie. I don't know if we're doing it. I haven't seen the email from John yet. You know what that well, means. When does the season start? Thursday? Uh, yeah. I, I keep to... checking my email. I have not seen one from uh, from our esteemed uh, program director, John Winthrop. Uh, well, we may have to text him. Yeah. John, are we doing this? Can we get everybody together? Get him on can, the horn here? We can text him or we can go long in the segment and he'll call us. Yeah, it, might, it might turn out that way, too. Right? might turn out that way. It will anyway, be the first time. No, it won't be the last. Uh, <laughs> for your Miami Dolphins, projected wins 9.4. Uh-huh. And you have the fifth hardest schedule. Do you? They I mean, you do have a schedule. tough schedule. I, I, but look, I'm biased. I think they do have a very mm-hmm. tough schedule. But they play in the AFC East, so you can understand teams – Having a very tough schedule because you got to yes. play the Bills twice and the Jets twice and the Patriots twice. Right. Absolutely. Number seven, Los Angeles Chargers. Okay. Big year. 27% uh, chance to win the AFC West. 52% chance to make the playoffs. Projected wins 9.4. And the strength of schedule is the seventh hardest. Seventh hardest. Okay. Number Although eight. They, 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 I will say this: they have a hundred percent chance if, if they don't make the playoffs, that coach is getting fired. Yeah, you're right. No question. No oh, look, Harvey got the mute. The football music. We're only nine teams into the NPI here, and uh, Harvey is has gotten the football music rolling. Smooth. Harvey is mad with you because you said the Giant fans are smug. Oh God, they are. They're so smug. And, and look, I'm not blaming them for being smug. They've lived charmed lives. Oh, they have lived. Oh. The most charmed sports lives of anyone, Larry. Uh-huh. Miracle Super Bowl runs, missed field goals that are perfectly makeable to win Super Bowls, uh, winning Super Bowls when you're 9-7 and seven as a wild card team, even the coach pushing all the chips into the center of the table, yep. getting to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, giant fans have lived a charmed existence. So... As a result of it always working out, what do they think? It's go, it's always going to work out. So the fact that they had a good year last year, now they think, well, that's how it starts again. Now we want, we made the playoffs. We had a, we won a playoff game. So now this year we win the NFC East. That's how they think it works. Mm-hmm. They're smug. The music is gone again. 
It's gone. It's right out. It was a 17-second bed, apparently. Because he's mad with you. Didn't even he's get upset. to a game. He's, up to, <laughs> he's upset with you. Uh, Chargers were seventh. Yes. Uh, Baltimore was eighth. Okay. Gordon, the Jets are ninth. Now they're ninth, but in the AFC, they would make the playoffs? They have them as a playoff team, right? Because they uh, have a couple of NFC teams here. Gordon, chances of making the playoffs... Forty-seven percent. Oh, I see. I, I don't see that at all. I, 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 again, if they don't make the playoffs, there is a one hundred point zero 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 chance of them getting a new head coach. Oh, there's no question. No question about it. Uh, chances to win the AFC East twenty-one percent. A projected wins nine point two. Now, Gordon, I got to say this. They got seven with virtually no quarterback. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that Aaron Rodgers is, is only worth two more wins? I get the schedule's two, tougher. 2.2 more wins, yeah. I get the schedule's tougher. He's got to be worth more than 2.2 2 wins. Otherwise, I don't understand how you can have the, the, the Jets lower down than the Dolphins. They have, a, they have a better quarterback, the Jets. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, even at this stage, is better than a – than Tua Tungabailoa, who we don't know. I think we're fairly confident is not going to play all 17 games. As much of a question as the Jets' offensive line is, the Dolphins have a very questionable offensive line. Now, the overall weapons, maybe you can make the case that the Dolphins, because they have Waddle and Hill. They're very good, Gordon. But the Jets' weapons are pretty good, too. If Brees Hall comes back, Dalvin Cook. I mean, the Dolphins don't really have much of a running game. They don't focus on it much anyway. So I I think that's kind of a push. And then the defense clearly favors the Jets. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, you know, there's even a Jet who thinks that Miami will win the division. You'll hear from that person next. It's hard to stay in Damar on ESPN New York tonight on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. Hard knocks for tonight. Okay. All right, so I checked out a little bit of it. And in the in the show, they're going to show where the Jets go to a Broadway play. And they've talked about going to Broadway plays mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Gordon, here's what I'm trying to figure out. Having been to Broadway plays... How are these guys fitting in these seats? I don't know. Yeah, that's a great question. Maybe they're standing all night. (laughs) Standing room only. Well, when you're with Aaron Rodgers, they have special seats for you. I'm I'm sure sure they do. I'm sure you're being hooked up, right? They have the... (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's no question. I'm just just thinking, like, (laughs) I want the seats that they sat in. Because when I go, I'm like, you know... I'm trying to get the last seat on the row. Mm-hmm. Trying yeah, you need that row. Absolutely, you need the row. You can't be in the middle. No, 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 no. No, no you no. can't be in the middle. You got to be on the row. No, no. Gotta, and I'm not. I'm not even walk. that. I'm not even that big a guy, but I'm tall, so I got long yeah. legs. Mm-hmm. It's tough for me. Yes. Well, I have both. <laughs> I have long legs. Long legs and a wide stomach. Yeah. Yeah. No, I cannot <laughs> be comfortable. And at some point, no. it's like, all right, you know. And you can only put one leg in the aisle at the time. Uh, yeah. You're, you're constantly shifting, right? You're just constantly, constantly. shifting. You're moving the weight around. You kind of, uh, let me get, uh, maybe when is in this the intermission? for a little bit. When is the intermission? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let me stand up. Oh, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Gordon, you had an interesting question. 
Well, actually, it was Jose that brought it up earlier. I was just thinking about it. He said that anybody who thinks the Yankees are going to make the, the playoffs, they're, they're delusional Yankee fans. Oh, they're so delusional. Are the Yankee fans the most delusional in New York? Who's the mo- who, What fan base is the most delusional out of some, all the fan bases? Some people might say the Jets fans right now. <laughs> well, currently, it would be hard to argue with that. Um, Although I do think they're going to be really good this year. Yeah. I kind of, Harvey and I talked about this as well, Gordon. I, I hate to say I'm part of this group. In a lot of ways, I think it's Nick fans. Yeah, probably. Because, because we are the most loyal. Yes. Gordon, Gordon, that, there's no question around. about that. Yes, there's no question. Gordon, we, we, I mean, we still come out. Mm-hmm. And we've had win totals for the season that begin with a one and a two. Yeah. <laughs> and we're still great. there. Yeah. And we're still talking about, you know, we we may hate the owner, but we're right there. And this is the year. And, you know, when are we going to draft? And, I mean, look at how we're thinking about the team this year. And and really, they've made one move. I mean, let's be honest. They made yeah. one move yeah. for DiVincenzo. They brought him in. Sure. Right? And yeah. and he's going to help because you need three point makers, and he's mm-hmm. a three point maker. But is that is that going to put them in the top three in the East? No, it seems kind of hard to believe that that would be the move that gets you over the hump. No, and so, but but you know we're we're, we're looking forward to this season, Gordon, and why not? Because two of the three years we made the postseason, <laughs> we didn't make the postseason like forever, forever. We're, so I, I'm going to have to say. I'm going to have to say Nick fans. Now, I'm going to tell you, based on this year, a close number two was Met fans. Because we were Gordon, we got Scherzer, we got Verlander. Oh, <laughs> baby, it's World Series. Oh, are you kidding me? Two future Hall of Famers. We got Marte in the outfield. We got Alonzo. We got Lindor. We, we're ready to go. What? We had 101 wins last year. We've gotten up. We lost Degrom, but that's okay. We got Verlander. Then he's gonna he's gonna pitch much more than Degrom does. Oh, we're going to the World Series. It's a Met town, baby. We are back. <laughs> we are ready to go. We are struggling. Yeah, I'm it's part kind, of it. I'm part it's of It's almost impossible <laughs> for it to be a Met town ever again. Because the Yankees have just been so dominant for so long. It's just generations of people that have grown up with the Yankees being good every single year. It's true. It's kind of hard for it. Look, I was around in 86. It definitely was a Met town. The 90s killed us. Yankee town back then. The 90s killed us. That that four four and five. Mm -hmm. Including one against you. Yeah, that's a hard. That's that's generational. Yeah, absolutely. Gordon, that's generational. Yeah. And, and, And any chance to try to get back. You know, and somebody brought it up earlier when the Mets had the lead and lost to the Phillies. You know, had a chance to go back. Mm-hmm. You know, get go to the postseason. And, you know, I love Carlos Beltran. But, I mean, Gordon, his bat was on the shoulder against the Cardinals. Yeah. Tough. You know, can, can you swing? <laughs> Even if you swung and miss, I'll take that. Can you swing? Better than going down looking, yeah, no question. You know, so so that that that's a generational that's a generational shift. Yeah, no question. 
No question. And, and plus, you know, I don't know geographically if it's if it's the same thing, but it almost feels like the Mets are kind of blocked by the Yankees. Like you're always going to have Queens, and you would figure mm. there's going to be a, a branch out to Long Island. Yes. But how many how many Yankee fans from other boroughs are going to go past Yankee Stadium to go to City Field? It's going to take more than just like one good run or one World Series. I think. I think you're going to have to really dominate for a long period of time mm-hmm. before that'll ever get back to 50-50. As far as the most delusional, I, I would guess to be delusional, you have to be optimistic, I think. That's mm-hmm. generally what it means, right? Like right. To, to, that's the way I envision it. So it has to be a team that's been bad for a really long time. And, and bad for a really long time, that really only leaves you two options. It's the Knicks or it's the Jets. Yeah. So I yep. think I, I would probably say the Knicks as well because – the Jets, it feels like the Jet fan base, there are those fans that always think that the next thing is going to be good and, mm-hmm. and generally get shot down, but there's almost an equal number where they're, they're like me with the Dolphins. Well, oh, it's never going to be good. They, yeah. they, they've been burned too many times. Nick fans are optimistic. To I wish fault. I could be that optimistic. To a fault. I, I mean, I, w- I wish I could, in the, in the spite of all the evidence, I wish I could look at things on an optimistic scale like they do. So oh, I think if funny. I had to say the most delusional fans, they're also the most loyal, as you said, but oh. the most delusional fans would have to be Nick fans. I mean, Gordon, we could take calls right now, and there's going to be some people that would tell us, Nick's have a great shot this year. This is going to be their year. Well, the year that, what was the year they made the, the playoffs with Melo? They were, we want to play the Heat. We want to. We yeah. want to play LeBron. We we yeah. can beat LeBron. Yeah. No, I don't want to play LeBron. I don't play LeBron. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we can take I'm, down I'm anybody, right? I'm good. No, no, no. Even with Lin Sandy. Oh, Lin Sandy. Oh, let's go get him. Yeah. Let's go get him now. We got Lin Sandy. We got Melo. We, we're mm. gone. Let's go. Let's go. Gordon. Even with Amari Stoudemire, with the start that he got off to that yep. year. Oh, mm. that's it. We're going, baby. This is it. This is it. Yeah, it was it, because he got hurt. <laughs> you knew he wasn't going to continue. He couldn't continue that pace. No. That's I mean, why That's why you got him. Well, you gave him the five years. No one else was going to give him the five no. years. You did. And um, it did not work out. It did not work out. And then to make it – then you had the chance to get the exemption, and you exempted the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens. You know, like, oh, man, it's unbelievable. Back to the phones to go. L is in Lodi. L, you are next on 98.7. What up, what up, what up, my fellas? What's going on? Hey, L, what's going on? Oh, man, listen, guys, great show always. You guys got great chemistry. And, you know, listen, I was born in 75, born and raised in northern New Jersey, a, a Yankee fan. I remember the old days when they were trash, and I lived through the great days in the 90s. But what's breaking my heart is what's been happening with these young guys because – uh, I wanted these young – I've been calling up these guys. I've been wanting to call these guys up for a month already, two months already, you know. Get rid of Donaldson. Get rid of Bader. Get rid of, you know, IKF. Get rid of Rizzo, right? And here they are, and they're looking fantastic. But the flip side of the coin of my other request was get rid of Cashman and get rid of Boone. <laughs> and the one thing that I'm sad about is because – the more success that these kids have, the more of an anchor Cashman and Boone have to say, we look at what we're doing. We're not going to lose our jobs. We're not going to go anywhere else. And it's going to be Cashman 2.0 all over again. And that 
is breaking me apart, man. So <laughs> just wanted to say that. Love your show. You guys are awesome. I hang up, and what's your what's your response to that, man? All right, Al. Thanks for the call and the kind words. L, come close. Turn it up. Turn it up. Turn the radio up. I hear on the road. You weren't losing Cashman anyway. You weren't losing Cashman anyway. There's There was a shot that you may lose Boone. I don't think you're losing Boone now either. But I don't think you were losing Cashman at all. Gordon, I don't see it. I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, no, I get what he's saying because I do too. you wanted to see real fundamental change. Even if it didn't mean Cashman's job was – he was fired this off. But just to be a little bit more on the hot seat, a little bit more where his decisions get questioned by somebody within the organization because – the decisions that he's made here the last two years have been atrocious. There's really no way to defend a bunch of these moves, and and that's why they found themselves in the position that they did. So I understand what you're saying. I feel the same way because the more they win, the more they uh, get over 500 or close to a wild card spot or closer to a wild card spot. That's just going to further give them the excuse of see, look, it's not. It's, we don't really need to have a deep dive. What we're doing is working, and. No matter how this season ends, if it's over 500, under 500, it's not working. They are getting further away from what the goal should be of a World Series championship. So, uh, unfortunately, with these organizations, if you give them the chance to be delusional, they'll be delusional. We saw that with the Knicks, Larry. How many years do we see that with the Knicks? Where, hey, you know, we're only a couple of games out of the playoffs. We just have to make uh, another move here or there. No, you have to rip it apart, and you have to start all, almost all, start over. Now, the Yankees are not in that position, but they do need to really uh, reevaluate the, the, the way that they're running the organization. It's great that they had a couple of kids come up here now, and they look like they might be real players, but the organization does not produce enough minor league talent. It mm-hmm. just doesn't. So they're forced to, to go trades, and they're forced to go free agency, and they've made a lot of mistakes there. Um, in the last couple of years. So I, I understand completely what Al is saying. These wins, while it's great, it's great to see these young kids come up here and produce, and it's exciting. You know what the ramification, you know what the offshoot of this is. It's that it's just going to further empower Cashman to do whatever he wants. But I wonder, and I want you to think about this, and you give me an answer when we come back, Gordon. I wonder if Hal now will feel like he needs to be more vocal if we are to believe and I have no reason to think it's not true, that he was the one that that said, bring these players up, as opposed to Cashman saying, Hal, I think we should bring these players up. Hal says, no, bring these players up. I want to see what they look like. Does that mean that now he, going forward, he being Hal Steinbrenner, says, you know what? I see I'm going to have to be a bit more vocal on with Cashman. I'm going to have to be more involved. I can't leave him on his own as much as I have done previously. We'll see what Gordon thinks about that next on 98.7 ESPN.